The Flip Side Podcast. At the core of most things, people, more times than not, 99% of the time, care about other people. It's just we don't necessarily take the time to listen and to know that other person or their story or that other side. Welcome to episode one of the Flipside Podcast. On today's episode, I, Edward Hill, your host, will be interviewed by a special guest. The interview goes into great detail about my story and how the idea for this podcast came to be. The team that was brought together to develop this podcast has made it a goal to challenge everything that's boring and basic. We will have debates, point fingers, and ask the difficult questions. Anyway, without further ado, I'm excited to introduce our premiere episode of the Flipside Podcast. Very excited today. The first episode of the Flipside Podcast. I uh, wanted to definitely give my listeners a better understanding about myself and the podcast. So I've asked a person that knows me very well to interview me, hit me with the tough questions, and help me tell my story about what brought on the Flipside Podcast. I'm excited to welcome to the pod my brother, uh, Kellen Hill. He's an amazing person. Uh, who's not only survived having me as an older brother, uh, he's the manager of Healthy Lifestyles at the Boys and Girls Club of America uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Kellen, how's it going? Um, it's great. Um, I'm glad you let me come on and do this podcast with you. It's nice to, that you let me take control for once. It's nice to be in the driver's seat in this uh, relationship, in this brotherhood. Um, I'm excited, and let's get this started. So, Ed... Um, obviously, you're the host of the Flipside Podcast. When someone downloads or tunes into the Flipside Podcast, who are they going to be listening to? I mean, who are you? I'm a connector of people. I've always been able to relate well to people from all different backgrounds, bring people together, sometimes as a mediator, sometimes as someone who's provoking things to make different changes, you know, either within a community within a policy, within a certain job. And I think that I've always kind of poked and agitated things for the greater good. You know, obviously, you know, you understand <laughs> in terms of aggravating people and you know, having me as an older brother, I, I know now, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing because I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty stubborn, a per stubborn person. Uh, and I understand that, but I understand more about the value and really sticking to that idea of, having that balance and, you know, bringing the for bringing forth the balanced individual now more mature, more understanding, and really focused on using my ability to connect people uh, in a more positive way, I think really com combines that understanding about me and who I am as an educator to really just create the opportunities for people to connect, share their story, you know, bring those meaningful conversations together in the hopes to create more change. Great. You already got me thinking. I mean, this podcast, if this was just a taste of what the Flipside podcast is going to be, I've already got some thoughts flowing in my head. When we're talking about your background, I started thinking about, you know, our childhood going from a Quaker school during the week and then going to a Baptist church on the weekend just those transitions and being in those different situations, 
really gets me to think about the background that you have. But on top of that, beyond our childhood, you had a wealth of experiences that I've never even been a part of through your adult life and your professional career. I'm just wondering, you know, what were the influences that created this man that put together the Flipside podcast? What are the major influences in your life? The biggest influence that I had was when I got out of college, I had the opportunity to be able to work as a social worker in the city of Philadelphia. I was using the education that I had from studying sociology. You know, even in high school, I had studied elements of sociology went to the University of Pittsburgh, studied elements of sociology, got my bachelor's in sociology, and researched different things about people, topics, and culture. But I learned more and had a more real education uh, from a seven-year period where I worked as a foster care social worker, and I lived in that same urban community uh, where I lived I was serving those same people, if that makes sense, because I lived in Philadelphia in the city, and I was also working as a social worker in the city. I just learned so much from the clients that I worked with. And when I started the job, I thought, you know, I had it all figured out. I was coming from uh, suburbs, you know, where basically everyone kind of came from money. I had just graduated with a degree. I'd learned about a lot of different things. And I just knew I was going to change the lives of these young kids that I was working with. But the interesting thing that happened was I learned a ton. But what changed me was when I tried to employ certain things that I learned from my childhood, it was a quick wake-up call that the strategies or different things that I learned weren't going to work for the clients, or in this case, friends that I developed uh, relationships with. You know, one of the things that I've developed in terms of my own understanding from this period of time was that I had no idea of some of the challenges that these young people were facing, you know, being in the city of Philadelphia, having one parent, sometimes no parent, being influenced by a lot of different things that I myself never experienced. And I felt, you know, they talk about white privilege a lot. I felt like I had my own privilege uh, in the sense of the way that I grew up, the way that I was sheltered from certain things and steered into opportunities that a lot of the people that I worked with never had an opportunity. And that really changed a lot in me because in the balance of understanding one community or one side and then experiencing another side fully, it's nothing like you read about. It's, it doesn't even hold anything at all to the experience that you would think it is until you've been there. And I've sat in rooms with people who were using their stove to heat the whole house, or they had to be able to get to a court date to be able to show that they were taking the parenting classes and could handle the responsibility to be reunified, you know, with their son or daughter. And those experiences, I'll never forget. And that really gave me an interesting viewpoint and an amazingly different perspective than what I originally started with, you know, as a young, new graduate. And for me, the, you know, those influences shaped me in terms of my thinking for myself, my family, the way that I look at things from my way to give back and what I can do. And that's 
a lot of why this podcast made sense for me to do, because I think I'm placed in a position to speak for those who may not have a voice, but then also too having the background to understand that there's statistics, there's information that never really give the full story. And I want to be able to share those stories on this podcast. Thank you. We've got a lot of insight into the hosts of the Flipside podcast. But let's talk about the Flipside podcast. Why are we here? Um, The name. So when you said, Helen, I'm doing this podcast. I was like, okay, cool. Sounds good. And then you said Flipside. And I didn't necessarily know what that meant. I was like, is this going to be, you know, a sports conversation? Is this going to be an educational podcast? When I heard the name and I saw the cover art, I really wanted to know how does that relate and what is the message of the Flipside podcast? What are we going to be hearing here? The Flipside idea came from that idea to be able to encourage and inspire people to look at things at a deeper than surface level. And I wanted to, I want to use this platform to give people a window into the other side or the other view of certain uh, controversial topics, certain ideas or stereotypes that are out there. And that's partly where the name for the flip side came from, because I do think that we sometimes as a people, as humans, look at things one way and we only want to see it that way. But when we really immerse ourselves or really get to know people that are experiencing the other side, it really alters and changes our view. I I personally believe that at the core of most things, people more times than not, 99% of the time care about other people. It's just, we don't necessarily take the time to listen and to know that other person or their story or that other side. And the other side from the flip side, which kind of ties into the cover art, is I've been in many situations where I've been promoted as an educator, presented in front of hundreds of people during public speaking events, teaching classes at a university where I'm giving different insights or educating folks on professionalism, talking about career-oriented events and strategies. And when I go to work and I attend these events, I put on a suit. I usually have a tie. I'm wearing usually a button-up shirt. I'm dressed a certain way uh, in my professional role. And that brings me a certain level of professional response from certain people that I work with, people I consider colleagues. Uh, But then when I leave that setting and I am, you know, wearing a hoodie or I'm in sneakers and a pair of jeans and walking around in certain places, I'm just seen as another black man. And the two differences in those two people is, is a very, is a very stark difference in the way that I'm received. And I've been able to experience that more than most people only because of my upbringing and the way that I've kind of been thrust into, I don't want to say the word rich white suburb too often, but honestly, that's what I would call it. And then being in poor neighborhoods where they're predominantly people of color and being back and forth. And then sometimes being in those situations where I've been treated as a person of color who's poor and uneducated just because of what I wore. 
or because of where I was at a certain time. And the difference is I'm still the same person regardless of what I wear. You know, I'm still that same individual that has that same love and care for the community and for other people. But the perception of what's portrayed either by the media, either by what people are being told has sometimes been thrust upon me. And I really want to be able to speak about that in a very candid and open way. So the podcast seemed like the right place to do that and to be able to put a lot of those perspectives out there to be talked about. You know, I have a lot of friends from many different backgrounds. I have some friends who I don't agree with about very controversial topics, and that's okay. You know, the podcast is really about hearing from both sides, and there's that dynamic of code switching, which I feel like I have to code switch, or I have code switched pretty much my entire life from private school to public school, to working in certain neighborhoods, teaching in certain communities, being in corporate meetings. I mean, it's just one of those things that I've grown accustomed to doing all the time. So if you want to call it code switching, flip-flopping, you know, kind of catering to my environment, I've done it. I still do it. And it's one of those things that's going to be an advantage and will give insights that will create a lot of different exciting dynamic conversations on this podcast. Throughout this interview, you've mentioned a lot of things about, you know, where you come from in terms of your childhood, how you were raised. And when I think about our childhood, one thing that always stands out to me is your mouth. I can remember very vividly you always talking back to mom and dad All and dad always saying to you your mouth's going to get you in trouble. Yeah, just and shut. I would sit there and think, why don't you just shut up? You're yeah. going to get in more trouble. Uh-huh. But you never did. Now that I'm older, I see that was you being outspoken. Where does that come from? Where does that voice come from? Well, you know, obviously genetics play a role. <laughs> so, but the main thing is I, I really feel like I just needed to be able to give my side. There were, you know, I, I knew in a lot of instances, and even now, I think I handle it in a more mature way because I've, you know, felt the stove and realized it was hot, you know, for lack of a better term, enough times to know I just don't want to get my hand burnt. But also, too, you know, the voice trying to get out was more of that, like, you know, trying to be able to give my side, trying to be able to, you know, with mom and dad, plead my case for lack of a better term, and not understanding that, you know, they were pretty much, you know, the bureaucracy and they were going to determine my fate regardless of what I said. And that ties into a lot of the things that I've learned over time. But even still, as an adult, there's certain things that I have to be able to know there's a different way and my voice can be used in a more strategic way than just outspoken and abruptly running my mouth, but kind of thinking about how I want to be able to make the impact with my voice and being outspoken in a way that's going to be more conducive to get the change that I'm looking for. So in a lot of ways, 
and this is me getting on my, you know, debate soapbox type of deal. The punishments, the, the groundings that I got from running my mouth and not, you know, knowing when to be quiet have really kind of shaped that idea of there's that saying, don't talk louder, improve your argument. And that's really kind of what I'm trying to do on the pod. It's understanding what is the way to have a conversation that gets people to listen in a way that's going to create meaningful change versus shouting at them, tweeting at them, posting certain things. I mean, there's always a dynamic way to strategically look at the best way to communicate your message to be able to move things in a more progressive way. Throughout this interview, I've really enjoyed the topics that you shared with me. And honestly, not just because I'm your brother, I definitely will be listening to this podcast. Uh, But can you tell others, why should they listen to this? Why should I take the time to download, subscribe, and follow your podcast? The pod's going to be exciting. I already have a passion for doing this. I mean, this is something that it's been thought about for a long time. Uh, I've laid the groundwork in terms of the exciting guests that I'm going to bring on for interviews to talk about the things that people want to have those hard discussions about. But there's also going to be opportunities for roundtable talks where I'm going to bring in a lot of different people to share their story and have conflicting sides talk about different issues. Uh, I also hope to be able to create a create a dialogue for people to listen. But then the biggest piece is hearing feedback from the listeners and being able to have listeners, you know, log and file, log on, listen to the pod, but also give feedback through the comments, through the ratings. The Flipside podcast also has an Instagram page. It's the Flipside pod on Instagram. You can search it. And I am fully committed to having listeners give feedback, ask questions, promote ideas for different topics, and really kind of get this thing moving and having it be, you know, running, have it run on jet fuel so that we can know more about our listeners, get more of an understanding about controversial things, topics, but the insights that are going to be created from these conversations, the the main pieces and the main mission of the podcast is about the fact that conversations create change. And the more we can keep things going, create this opportunity for people to connect and develop this community on the pod, it's going to be dynamic. It's going to be exciting. I mean, I'm getting very fired up about it right now. Thanks for listening to the Flipside Podcast. Every Thursday, we will share a new episode primed with direct conversations and interviews about topics that challenge original thoughts. You can subscribe and download the Flipside Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Most importantly, we want to hear from you. So search for the Flipside Pod on Instagram to submit questions and suggest new topics. Until next time, I'm Ed Hill. And remember, conversations create change.